everybody I hope you're enjoying your end of year celebrations hope you're having a Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah hope you're rolling into New Year feeling good hope you're uh, not putting on too much weight and not adding to the regrets right before you make all the New Year's resolutions I'm Dave Rubin and what we are doing today because I've given my guys the week off and God knows what I'm doing right now probably changing diapers uh, we are doing our top 15 craziest political moments of the year, the zaniest, the wackiest, the weirdest, the most confusing, most bizarre, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, well, here we go. Number 15, you may remember this one from a couple months ago, AOC protested at her own town hall in her home district. People have had it with the AOC. Listen, listen, they don't like me. Oh my God, I'm used to talking and everyone listening to me. I hate when the little peons get to talk to me. I don't like that AOC lady. Don Lemon was on Stephen Colbert and uh, this one was a doozy. The word on the street is that you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that, is that the case? I don't think we ever were liberal. What? Yes, I don't think we ever were. That, not me saying that. That's the people out there saying that he's not letting you be liberal anymore. Well, I, listen, I think that I think what Chris is saying is that he wants Republicans, sensible Republicans. He wants us to hold people to account, but he wants people to come on and feel comfortable with coming on and talking on mm -hmm. on CNN and appearing on, on CNN. So if you invite someone in your house, you want to make them comfortable, but also by the, by the nature of what we do, we have to hold people to account. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going liberal or conservative or whatever. It just means that we are doing what we do and that's good journalism. God, that clip. First off, Don Lemon, you're not a journalist. Secondly, of course you people are left or liberal or whatever you wanna call it. Thirdly, the way you talk about they have to be decent Republicans, you know, they have to be these moderate Republicans. What you really mean are neutered Republicans. And why would you never say that about people on the left? That sort of factory setting mentality and doing it on the TV show of Stephen Colbert, who is a Democrat activist who was making fun of unvaxxed people for two years. It's all just gross. You guys get it. Next up was a, this was actually a really, really bizarre uh, moment and, and something that I think changed uh, sort of the course of Sam Harris's career. Sam Harris, the, the well-known atheist, I would say a former friend of mine, someone who had been on the show many times, was a clear thinker for quite some time, but I think got really banged up with Trump derangement syndrome and made some mistakes along the COVID train and nobody gets any of it right. He had this very, very bizarre moment on a podcast that uh, the internet was not happy with. I don't care what's in Hunter Biden's life. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden, but even if Joe, like even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like if, you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right? Or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? 
Now that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that, that's a, just a conspiracy, that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was, absolutely, right? But I think it was warranted. Right. And I'm and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry. that particular piece. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry. I I was the one that's God, that's harder to watch now than it was then, realizing how much collusion there was and that we are now finding out all sorts of stuff related to the laptop and the FBI and what was going on at Twitter and that dead corpses in his basement versus Trump University and the I mean just all of it. Subsequently, Sam ended up uh, once Elon got Twitter. Uh, they got into a little spat and Sam deleted his Twitter account. And I think Sam disappearing, and I take no joy in this, I just wanna be very clear about that. Um, Sam leaving Twitter, I think, is a, is a major blow and, get, and getting so many of these big things wrong is, is a major blow to the atheist movement that he really built in America. He was central to it for, for a good decade. And there basically is no atheist movement left anymore. I personally think that's probably a good thing because the people that caused Many other people not to believe in things. Uh, well, I don't think they realized that perhaps Sam didn't realize. I think Jordan tried to explain this to him. People need to believe in something one way or another. So they end up believing in many cases in this woke craziness. So the non-woke atheists actually fed the woke machine uh, by destroying faith. That's a whole other story. But anyway, Sam isn't even on, on Twitter, Twitter anymore. So that was a weird moment for the internet. Uh, here was one, uh, you may, may remember we put this one together. This was, Two evil snake people, two of the worst of the worst. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and California Governor Gavin Newsom who were together and we, we did this in one take. I wanna be clear, we did this in one take. Hey, I'm Justin Trudeau and I'm so excited to be here because I'm in California with another lizard person. He's a lizard person just like me and I'm here with him in California, which he's turned into a communist shithole just like I'm trying to do to Canada. We're both World Economic Forum stooges, but we have really nice suits. Look at our suits. And look at his hair. I just love him so much. Oh, look at him. Look at you. I, and I'm Gavin Newsom. Look at me. I smile when I'm talking. So people think I'm a nice guy, but actually I eat babies. Yes, I do. I love them. They're delicious and I'm always eating them. And then I use their blood as gel in my hair. It's very exciting for a guy like me. And I'm very happy to be here with Justin Trudeau, who is so evil that makes me look like a good man. Yes, isn't it true, Justin? Yes, yes, it is true. Yo, you're just so cute. I just love you so much. Think about all of the people we could lock in their homes and freeze their bank accounts. It's very exciting for both of us. I'm so happy about it. Aren't you happy about it, Gab? It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. Ah. Ah. Love it, love it. Ah. Ah. Uh, next up was uh, Joy Behar on The View. Used to like Joy Behar, she lost her mind and then this Ukraine war broke out and the poor woman's gonna have to delay her vacation again. 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about five million people yeah. that, that are gonna be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's gonna happen in, in Western Europe too. Yeah. Huh. You know, you just, you plan a trip, you wanna go there, you wanna <laughs> go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of 
of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's going to, what's going to happen? <laughs> that clip, it, it, like, it's such a perfect example of the myopic worldview of these people. Sonny, I'm no fan of Sonny Austin. Five million refugees, a human catastrophe. I'm trying to go on vacation. I would like to eat risotto in Italy. God, these people, they're just terrible. But there are worse people than even the women on The View. It's true. Uh, this is number 10. You may remember Elizabeth Warren after the Roe v. Wade leak came out and everybody was freaking out. They're not going to be able to have abortions. We want our eight-month abortions. We want our post-birth abortions. Elizabeth Warren made this, this might be the, the most insane by a, by a sitting politician, the craziest thing that was said by a sitting politician lawyer. Just listen to the way this woman really, really wants to kill as many babies as possible and doesn't want to give anyone the opportunity to get help in case they're questioning what they should do relative to their pregnancy. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. But you should be able to kill as many babies at any point in the gestation process as possible. I mean, the idea that you're fooling people into bringing life into this world. And you know, when that video happened, we were in the midst of, of pregnancy with our surrogates. And it was like, we wanted these babies, these healthy babies to love and bring into our family so badly. And it took so long and all of those things. And then the, the way that she thinks she's good when she's so profoundly evil, you must admire it at some level. Number nine, uh, the elderly man pretending to be president was shown up at the White House by the other guy that he used to work for. visual right there, like Obama with that shit-eating grin, and he doesn't care about Biden at all, and he's just using him as the empty, dementia-ridden suit to get his policies across. You know when someone's touching your shoulder, and you certainly know when someone's touching your shoulder when you're Barack Obama, because they don't just let anybody touch your shoulder. What a dismissive, perfect sort of metaphor for exactly what this presidency has been all about. But speaking of that, number eight, Dylan Mulvaney, this is a man with a penis who pretends to be a woman, was invited to the White House to interview Joe Biden. And just to be clear, once again, we did the research. Don't ask how we did it. I don't even wanna know what you Googled, but we did. It was unclear when we first showed this video whether Dylan had a penis or not. Dylan has a penis, enjoy. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? 
I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. <laughs> the mind muddled Joe Biden. Nobody has a moral or legal question can decide whether you should chop your genitals off. I decide I'm Joe Biden. Blech. Here's an ad from evil lizard person Gavin Newsom. I can't believe we put Gavin on two of these things. Number seven, go. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by New The gall of that man to pretend that he cares about freedom, who had the most draconian lockdowns and all the mandates, who has destroyed the city that he once was the mayor of San Francisco and now destroyed California, that he dare talks about freedom. Every one of them, we went through it when we played the video originally, every one of the bullet points that he lists out there are complete lies, they're all distortions. And he's going after DeSantis because DeSantis is the standard bearer of what's right in America. He's the standard bearer of what's wrong and perhaps in 2024, we're gonna get that matchup. Uh, number six, uh, this was not a great moment. Uh, Joe Biden getting to Israel and butchering the Holocaust. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. Honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. You say potato, I say potato, what are you gonna do? Uh, we could not do a top 15 list, however, without showing you something from the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. And obviously we had over 400 billion, I counted them single-handedly, 400 billion clips of insane things that were said on MSNBC over the a year. But I felt that this was the completely craziest one. You may remember this, we played it a couple of times. Joy Reid, on the Uvalde shooter who uh, killed, I think, around 20 kids and a couple teachers. It, it was absolutely horrific. And uh, listen to Joy's take. There was no mental health issue with the individual who stole the futures of 19 children in Uvalde, Texas. No mental health issues. By default, lady, if you kill 20 children, 20 innocent people, you have mental health issues. But what she really wants to do is make everything political. So she wants to make it about the gun that the guy used, that the gun is somehow inherently evil, but you know what? Good people with guns don't shoot people. Sane people with guns don't shoot people unless they're trying to defend themselves or their property or their loved ones, et cetera. It absolutely, by the very definition of what he did was a mental health issue. And uh, also, Joy, you have a mental health issue. And speaking of mental health issues, one guy who had a mental health issue, but I think it's probably a little less now because he's since been fired, Brian Stelter, Mr. Potato Head, got the boot from CNN. America needs CNN to be strong. I believe the free world needs CNN to be strong, and it will continue to be, because all of us are gonna help make that happen. The free world needs a reliable source. So, four reliable sources for the last time, I'm Brian Stelter. 
Thanks for being with us. Okay, now get the fuck out. <laughs> I think we added that part. <laughs> That's good. I didn't know you were throwing that in. That's good. Uh, Stelter was an absolute embarrassment, and especially if you think about, in light of what we've now learned about the last few months of misinformation related to COVID and Russia and everything else, like that, the, that he sat there on a show called Reliable Sources pretending to be the good guy. And then, of course, the footnote to his story is he gets fired in shame from CNN, and what is his gig now? He's teaching journalism at Harvard. You cannot make this stuff up. Just incredible. Uh, one thing that you shouldn't make up in general also is that you have, say, uh, cancer. But of course, Joe Biden managed to do that. Here's number three. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. <laughs> and why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Uh, Fortunately, look, he's the president. I'm glad he doesn't have cancer. The funny part about that really is that the man says he has cancer and virtually everyone was like, no, 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 don't worry. It's not that the president has cancer, it is. It's that he has dementia. So let's not worry about the cancer. He just doesn't remember that he doesn't. Insanity. Uh, and another good segue, speaking of insanity, John Fetterman. John Fetterman, who is now a senator from Pennsylvania, wearing a hoodie, who can barely communicate he somehow beat Dr. Oz. He is somehow part of the United States government. This whole thing is just completely insane. Uh, you may remember how he opened his debate with Dr. Oz by saying goodnight to everybody. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi, Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm running to serve. He's a senator, he's a senator. Where is Dr. Oz right now? Dr. Oz is pissed, pissed wherever he is. Finally, number one, this was actually quite easy for us to select number one. Uh, this probably was the moment, the political moment of the year because it captures everything. The insanity related to gender and race and the political pandering and the endless stupidity that wokeness has uh, just pushed upon all of us. This was during a Katanji Brown Jackson Supreme Court nomination hearing. She was asked a question by Marsha Blackburn, Senator from Tennessee, and well, you remember. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? not in okay. this context, so I'm not a biologist. the meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments and I look at the right. law and I decide, well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. It's just so perfect that it, it captured the whole damn thing and then watching the media try to defend Katanji Brown and those Republicans were asking gotcha questions and just being mean and they're being racist by asking her what a woman is. 
it was just, to me, that is the moment of the year. I do have very high hopes. I, I truly mean this, and I know I'm, I, I'm a world-weary optimist, so I'm not, I'm not a blind-eyed optimist. A blind-eyed optimist would just be running around going, things are always gonna get better, and they'll always be better, and we'll always be okay. I'm not that, but I'm a world-weary optimist. I believe that the, that the arc bends toward justice. I believe that you can affect the world, you can make positive change. I really, truly believe that. I think you have more power over your own life than probably you believe you have. I think good things can happen. I believe good things happen to good people, all of that stuff. Uh, and I think 2023 is gonna be a year of a bit of a sanity comeback. That blueprint that I'm always talking about, uh, that which starts right here in Florida, I think that can be continued to be exported. It will not stop the other side. They will keep coming. There will be crazier stuff. We're gonna have, we're gonna have toddler drag queen shows. Like it's never gonna stop, uh, but we exposed some of the nonsense. We got a little closer to truth this year. And hopefully if you watch this show, you laughed a little bit along the way. And on that note, I once again want to wish you guys a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, a happy new year. And uh, we'll do it all again in 2023. See ya. Good night, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.